You're listening to Weekly Devotions with Pastor James, a podcast devoted to helping you with your walk with Jesus. We do this by looking at the scriptures through devotions and messages every week. For more information, you can find us at gardeningthewell.com and would love for you to connect with us over there. Uh, You can visit our blog, you can visit our bookstore, and you can connect with us and shoot us some feedback. Send us questions, maybe something you'd like to hear an episode on. And with that said, uh, let's jump into it today. Great to have you here with us this week and uh, so glad to be back with you every week now uh, with the podcast going forward. And uh, if you didn't get last week's episode uh, where I talked about what I have learned from 20 years of marriage, uh, feel free to go back and take a listen and hopefully it is a blessing for you. Uh, 20 years is a long time my wife and I have been married and I've enjoyed all of it. But this week I have something, it might go along the same lines of it. Uh, If you're like me, I hate to wait, and you can ask my wife, uh, one of the things that I hate doing the most is sitting at a red light, waiting for the light to turn green, and there's no other cars coming around. Like, it it could be no one around blocks, and there I am sitting at a red light going, why can't I go? And then, if you're like me, in those situations, you think the red light is red forever, and you kind of feel that sweat coming up on your forehead and you're just getting ready to lose your patience. I'm not a fan of waiting. Uh, I can understand if you're in a restaurant and it's busy or something along those lines, but sometimes I just hate to wait. What about you? In this week's episode, I want to take a look at something with you for the next couple of minutes, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, and something that has really stood out to me with uh, actually my Bible study group that I, I, I've been going through at my my church. If you don't know, I pastor a church, and I've been going through First uh, and Second Samuel with my my adult Bible study. And one of the things that has stood out to me is something I want to share with you this morning. Um, what are you waiting on when it comes to the Lord? What have you been praying for for a long time? What have you been waiting for, for the Lord to do in your life? I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, my wife and I, we tried having kids for a few years, and, and it was difficult. We went about two and a half years before uh, of trying before we were able to have our first child. And so maybe you're in that boat. Maybe you and your husband or your wife have been trying to have kids and it's just been a, been a long time. And I, I know I know that that pain and that difficulty of uh, just waiting. Uh, Lord, it, it feels like you want us to have kids. Why isn't it happening? Uh, maybe it's something else along the lines. I'll I'll give you another example. Um, When my oldest son, Noah, was born, uh, we found out that he had muscular dystrophy about nine months after uh, he was born. And through research and things along those lines, uh, we found out that right around age 12, uh, he would be confined to a wheelchair full-time. And that's what happened. Uh, Noah is... About 15 years of age right now, and he's been in uh, a wheelchair for the last three years, three and a half years. Uh, he'd use a wheelchair off and on on days where he's tired and everything along those lines. But 
Uh, the church in which I pastor is just over 150 years and, and old, and that's the building too, not just the church, the, 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 the people of the church, but the church building is just over 150 years old. And so they didn't have uh, ADA accessibility back then uh, when they built this building. And so nine months after my son was born, uh, I started doing research and about uh, six, seven months after that, I told my church, I said, listen, if you're going to want me to be uh, the pastor long term here, you're going to have to, we're going to have to try to figure out a way to make this handicapped accessible so that my son can come to church when he's in a wheelchair. And that took place 15 years ago. Uh, time of this recording. And it's just this past week or two weeks ago now where the lift, the outside lift that brings you into the main floor of the building was installed. Um, I prayed for and I waited for just about 15 years, uh, 14 years, if you really want to get technical about it, from the time that uh, I saw the need, presented the need, and started praying about it for the need to actually be fulfilled by the Lord. 15 years. And another time was uh, same situation. My wife and I were living in the, in the parsonage, and uh, because of my son needing uh, more room because of the wheelchair, like, we can't live in this house anymore. It just doesn't work for us. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And so we looked at houses, and we prayed about houses, and we were out of options, and it had been a while that we were praying and talking about this and trying to plan for it. And at the last minute, the house next to the church went up for sale and the church was able to purchase it. And my family and I have lived there for the last couple of years because it worked for our son, Noah. Um, but in all those situations and so many other situations, I've had to wait and I hate waiting. And it was reminding me and it came fresh to my mind of what I talked about with my Bible study group uh, just the other day. And I'm going to read it to you. It comes from 2 Samuel chapter 5. And in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 4, it says this, David was 30 years old when he became king and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned over all Israel and Judah 33 years. And so what we pick up there in 2 Samuel chapter 5 is that King David is being anointed over the whole nation of Israel. And we're told that he rules over uh, in, in Hebron. Uh, he ruled over Judah for seven years. And then he ruled over Jerusalem for all of, you know, uh, 33 years. And so he ruled from the time of being about 30 to about 70 years of age. And we read that and go, ah, oh, okay, no big deal. He became king when he was 30. But here's where the, the big deal comes in. Uh, if you don't know the story of David, David was anointed as king by the prophet of Samuel roughly around age 15-ish. We're not exactly sure, but he was probably, most likely, somewhere between the ages of, you know, 14, 15 to like 18, 19 years of age, somewhere in that ballpark. And then, after he was anointed to be the next king, uh, he started working for the current king, King Saul. Well, King Saul kind of went off the deep end and he ended up trying to kill David. 
And what Saul did for at least 10 years of David's life, so picture this, all of your 20s, so most likely all of the 20s, like 21 to 29 years of age, David is running for his life. Saul was literally hunting him down to kill him like you would with a dog or a deer or a bear, something along those lines. And so David, for at least a decade of his life, after being anointed as king, was hiding in caves, running from this town to that town, all of these things. And then finally, when he's roughly 30 years old, he finally gets anointed as king over the whole nation of Israel and everybody is supporting him. And what stands out to me is this. If we say from argument's sake that David was anointed as the next king of Israel when he was 15, and then he is anointed as king over Judah when he is 30, that's 15 years of life. That is 15 years of life that David had to hide and run and struggle and fight and claw and says, wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is incredibly hard for you and I to do. And oftentimes in the midst of waiting, we often think, is this worth it? Is this really going to pay off in the end? Should I wait or should I try to do something for my by my own hands. Because David was presented with that on a couple occasions where where God brought Saul into David's life in, in close proximity, where David's men goes, David, go and kill Saul right now, and this will all be done with. This will all be taken care of, and you could be the king, and we don't have to run anymore. And David's response was always, I'm not going to touch the Lord's anointed. And what David's mindset was, was this, God will put me in the position when it is his time. God will allow something to happen when it's his time for it to happen and not ours. And David was able to reign for 40 years. Look at that. He waited 10 to 15 years, but he ruled for 40 years. And so many times we we want to take matters in our own hands right now and we don't want to wait. And when we do that, I really think we suffer in the long run. And so how are you waiting on the Lord? Because one of the things we learn from David is that he worshiped the Lord in his waiting. That as he waited for the Lord, he's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to thank the Lord. I'm going to worship the Lord for who he is, what he's doing. I'm not going to take matters into my own hands. And he sought the Lord in everything that he was doing. Okay, Lord, do you want me to do this? Lord, do you want me to do that? Lord, when do you want me to be king? And he sought the Lord. Are you seeking the Lord in your waiting? Are you worshiping him? Are you trying to take matters into your own hands? Because that ends in so many bad ways. I, I'm thinking now as I'm re- recording this of... Um, when my wife and I wanted to, or we needed to, to purchase a house uh, and move because of to space for my son, we went and looked at a house. And the house was okay. It wasn't in, in the best neighborhood. It was close to the church. Um, we knew the neighborhood wasn't all that great. The, the house, the price of the house wasn't bad, but the house needed some work. And I could still remember coming home that night and crunching the numbers. Okay, the house cost this. You know, we're probably getting the mortgage is probably going to be X. Uh, we're going to have to pay this amount of taxes and then we're going to have to do this, this work. And I go, I, I can't make this. I can't make this work. I, I just 
we don't make that much money in, in a month to be able to afford this, but I have to do something. And if I went through, if my wife and I went through at that moment to purchase that house, instead of waiting for the Lord to provide, I would have financially trapped my family for decades, especially in light of inflation over the last uh, two, two and a half years, whatever it may be. In light of COVID, we would have been so financially devastated because I would have taken matters into my own hands. And sometimes we get afraid. We get afraid that if we don't do something, that things aren't going to work out the way that they're supposed to or the way that we need them to be. But God's going, no, I, I got this. I know the, the, the timing. I'll go back to the, the example of the lift for the church. For almost 15 years, I was worried, how are we going to get my son into church? How is my son going to be able to go to church? Well, he didn't really need the wheelchair until uh, COVID started. And when COVID started, um, it, church was closed for uh, about two months. And then after that, we didn't want to bring him out over in the church because with what he had, it, it was very dangerous for him. Even just a common cold or pneumonia is, is very dangerous if it gets into his lungs. And so we had we had to be very mindful of, of him and uh, colds and sicknesses and things along those lines. And so he, he didn't come for a while. But then when he did start coming, we had a lift and we were just able to lift him up the stairs and put him in another wheelchair that I was able to keep on the first floor of the house. I'm like, it's not the best thing, Lord, but you know, this works. And then we started working on the lift. The ball started rolling and it was going slow and slow and slow, but we, we didn't really need the lift yet. And then this past December, my son had back surgery and he wasn't in church for months because of his back surgery. And it was during his back surgery that we started getting the lift installed and we started getting things in place and it wasn't until after his back surgery and he healed up with his back surgery, we were able to lift him up like we had been doing beforehand and, and carried him up the steps. But that wasn't all that comfortable for him because of the back surgery and things along those lines. And now where we're at the point where it's not necessarily the best thing for us to lift my son up the, the steps, we have a lift. God knew the timing. God knew that we didn't need that lift in the church, at least for my, my son, f over the last 15 years. He knew that he'd be able to walk in, we'd be able to carry him in, we'd be able to lift him up. But he knew that my son wouldn't have a major back surgery in this past December. And after that, that we would need that lift then and there. And God provided, he worked in all of that. And I want to remind you, one of the things that we forget when we're waiting on the Lord is that God calls you and I to live by faith and not by sight. And waiting on the Lord, being patient in the Lord, being patient for the Lord, is you and I living by faith, not by sight. So I would encourage you that no matter what it is that God has laid upon your heart, maybe you have a desire to do something for the Lord, and it just seems like you're in a waiting process. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. Don't take matters into your own hands. Keep praying. 
keep patiently waiting and worshiping the Lord because God has his timing in all of it. And he's going to work that all out in your life as well. And when he does, you'll be able to look back and go, I am so glad I waited, Lord, because you have worked this all out amazingly and perfectly. And I appreciate it so much. And so I would encourage you today just to continue to wait on the Lord and wait in him and not to take matters into your own hands and just watch how he works in your life and the lives of somebody else. And so with that said, I pray that you have a great day. And if you don't mind, hit that like button, uh, share this with somebody else and connect with us at guardingthewell.com. We would love to hear from you and uh, hopefully you can share this with somebody else. You take care.